Hello, and welcome to Wayward Witch, a pagan podcast. My name is Miranda, and I'll be guiding you along this journey to explore non-denominational witchcraft for the modern practitioner every Tuesday. You can find us on your preferred podcast provider, or by following the links on Twitter at WayWitchCast, or on Facebook and Instagram at WayWitchPodcast. Feel free to reach out for questions, concerns, or even just to chit-chat, as I do love to hear from all of you. Let's walk this path together. I feel like I should go ahead and start off by apologizing for how late this is coming out in the day, um, especially to all of the people that are listening in from across the big pond that happen to be, you know, six or more hours ahead. So I I do understand this is coming late. It is going to be a bit of a ramble cast. Um, We've experienced some technical difficulties today, but we we persevere. (laughs) So today we're covering um, basically potion work um, with teas, tinctures, and poultices. So if you are unfamiliar, teas are an aromatic beverage commonly prepared by pouring hot or boiling water over different edible flowers, leaves, and roots. I want to mention roots because a lot of people always forget this one because I don't know why. I guess we all think about leaves and flowers like tea leaves and chamomile and mint. Um, But let's also remember that ginger is a root, um, which is really, really popular with with teas, especially during um, cold and flu season. But we also have things like sassafras are used to make root beer. So it's a very common flavor that we're that most of us are pretty familiar with. So always remember that roots are kind of, you know, decent to use in your teas as well. Um, tinctures are typically an extract of a plant or animal material dissolved in ethanol. These are typically administered via dropper either straight into the mouth or added to a liquid to ingest. Sometimes they can even be used externally, like when our grandmas would use an iodine medication that had mercury added to it. Um, I think another really common application of this uh, that you can consider a tincture, um, though I may be wrong, so don't, I mean, by all means, come and correct me about it. But whenever I think of tincture uses, I think of um, the the magnesium substance that... uh, a lot of us as kids were given during constipation. Um, like my, my mom would put it in Sprite. Um, I've put it in Sprite for my baby sister, you know, but you can, you can dilute it in another substance in order for it to be easier to take in. Um, anyway, moving forward, <laughs> now that we've covered constipation today, um, poultices are a soft, moist mass of material, typically of plant material or flour, applied to the body to relieve soreness and inflammation and kept in place with a cloth. A common poultice in my family and general area is using a grated raw potato placed on a paper towel to press onto the eye, not onto your eyeball, but over your eye. Um, when you have a sty, it's, it's believed that it'll draw out the infection and help you recover quicker. Um, I've also used parsley, um, ground up parsley on a piece of gauze to relieve bruises. Um, it works way better than the frozen spoon trick. So go ahead and dabble a little bit with that. It's a little bit safer. I I feel like poultices are a little bit in, in the safer realm of things, 
because you're not ingesting it internally. It goes on topically. You can see where your allergies lie with that and see what kind of things work for your skin type. It really is just a really good starting off launching point as far as, you know, which out of the three you would choose to start out with. Moving forward um, on applications and how to use them, teas are to drink when you're needing a remedy for something going on internally, such as nausea, insomnia, lethargy, and congestion. I understand that we're also going about this from from a pretty medical standpoint. Um, and I do want to add here that teas are also really cool in the fact that um, for people that that have issues with things like loneliness and accepting warmth into their life and, you know, a lot of that warm, bubbly healing energy, tea is really good for that. Um, especially because there's also a huge factor of scent. And scent is one, the the biggest sense in, in my experience, and I believe it's also scientific. Um, if I find that information, I'll share it with you guys. <laughs> but um, scent also plays a huge role in, in memory. Um, so say you're homesick. I'm, I'm often homesick. I'll, I'll use myself as an example here. Um, I'm often homesick for Louisiana. I lived a, a couple of years down there. Um, it was heaven. So any of you listening in from Louisiana know that I, I miss being home. Um, and oftentimes the things that will bring me back to feeling like I'm home again are some of the smells of the teas that I would drink. Um, and of course, you know, the, the Cajun Trinity, the, the simmering bell peppers and onions and celery, um, and a pot of butter on <laughs> a pan of butter. You know, there's, there's a lot of smells going on there and tea has the ability to invoke that, that sensory memory trigger. Um, so I, I really like the use of teas when, when working with matters of the heart and loneliness and trying to invoke love too, because there's a lot of different smells and, and that warm, fuzzy feeling whenever it comes to love. Um, I know that a lot of apparently studies show that men really enjoy the smell of vanilla for the most. I, I know quite a few men that don't like the smell of vanilla, but vanilla will invoke that, that feeling of that warm, bubbly, lovey dovey stuff. So you can really use that with teas more than you could with tinctures and poultices. Tinctures are really good if you're working with children or other people, which may even include yourself, that are unable to stomach ingesting larger amounts of a medicinal fluid. So whenever you're thinking of me personally, I don't like lavender, um, I, which is really great because I have an animal in my house, but we'll touch on that here in a second. <laughs> but I don't like lavender and I obviously don't want to taste lavender because it'll taste like soap. But if I would need lavender in my system, a tincture would be the way for me to go because it's a one shot system and I don't have to deal with drinking down a giant thing of it. So it's really beneficial to use, use tinctures for kids and anybody that may not be able to stomach any of the, the nastier flavors that are going on. Um, tinctures are also really neat in the fact that they offer immediate results due to their potency and also a lot on placement as well. Tinctures you can typically place underneath the tongue, which hit the system a little bit quicker. For all of you listening in that may be, be using CBD oils, you're familiar with this method. Um, post, poultices, I keep on calling it poultices, and I want to apologize for that, <laughs> are for external ailments that can't be helped as efficiently as efficiently from internal usage, like cuts, bruises, and skin texture is 
issues. These are a common go-to for glamour magic as well. You can also consider things like face masks to be poultices because you are essentially putting a like an herb or a plant-based substance or an earth-based substance whenever you're looking at things like bentonite clay um, onto your face to alleviate a symptom like taking away the the excess oils in your face purging your pores so a lot of you listening in are probably using poultices without even knowing it as far as recipes and creating your own teas tinctures and poultices um, teas are probably the easiest way to go about any of them because they are so readily available. You can go to any store within stick-shaking distance and find a whole mass of tea, ranging from your very common black leaf or oolong teas to even a little more tricky ones. Um, I recently saw one at a grocery store that was a maple flavored from Vermont. It smells lovely. If you've tried it, let me know. I want to know if it's actually worth buying. Um, another cool thing about teas is that you can actually grow your own ingredients that will be going into it. I have a whole list of steps to take in order to dry and store your own herbs within my own personal grimoire, and I'll be more than happy to share that information with anybody listening in if you need a little bit of help on that. I might even drop some links on social media today regarding it, um, because I understand that that's one of the biggest reasons why a lot of people don't make their own teas, because we have this idea that in order to dry and store your own herbs, it's something that may take days or weeks or even months. Um, I'll let you know that in order for me to dry my own herbs, I have used the microwave, I have used the oven, I have used my stovetop, I've hung my herbs before. There's a whole mess of ways that you can do it, and depending on how much time you have and how quickly you need whatever ingredients that you're working with, you can find a method that would work for you. Continuing on, if dried herbs are used to make a tincture, a common ratio is one part dried plant material to four parts liquid, or a one to four ratio. If fresh herbs are used, a common ratio is one part, one part plant material to one part liquid, or a one to one, so an even amount. The alcohol used in commercial herbal, commercial herbal tinctures may depend on the type of herb. Herbs with water-soluble constituents are best extracted with a lower percentage of alcohol while other constituents may be extracted with higher levels of alcohol. Commercial herbal tinctures often use a pure alcohol solvent made from corn, grape, wheat, or cane and distilled at or above 190 proof. Herbalists sometimes make herbal tinctures in small batches using vodka, like 80 to 100 proof. That's right, we are actually talking about using alcohol, the, the drinkable kind, not the isopropyl alcohol that you would use on a wound or anything. So I do want to make it apparent. I do understand that there are a lot of people that are listening in that may be under the legal drinking age. Do not try to get your hands on alcohol to make your own tinctures if you are underage. I would be really upset <laughs> if I was notified that somebody's child or, you know, young adult had tried to obtain alcohol because they feel like I told them to. So I do want you to know that if you are not of the legal drinking or purchasing age, 
definitely don't try to dabble in tinctures. And if you do want to dabble in tinctures and you are underage, obviously get somebody that's, you know, overage, preferably a parent. <laughs> and, uh, say, Hey, this is what I want to use it for and have them handle it because legalities and stuff. Um, I understand that not everybody is going to follow through with that. I understand how silly it sounds. I've been there. I've been a teenager. I've been a young adult. Um, but I do want to put that out there as a little bit of disclaimer. <laughs> Continuing on, uh, you do want to make sure that you do your research about the properties of each plant on a human ingestion scale. You really don't want to accidentally poison yourself or others. Um, one of the most common plants that I like to mention whenever I'm discussing poisons is foxglove. And I don't want somebody to go out and pick foxglove because it has these properties that may appeal to you for whatever kind of work that you're doing and you wind up accidentally ingesting that. It is very highly toxic. It has the potential to kill you. So make sure, make absolute certain that whatever plant that you're using is safe to ingest or use on top of your skin. You also want to make sure that whatever kind of plants you're using that may let off a steam or, you know, put oils out in the air that are being treated during a heat process, like using teas or tinctures, that it's safe for whatever else is living in your house as well. So if I have a cat and I would never ever have lavender oil being you know, exuded into my household because that would be toxic to her. Lavender is toxic to cats, dogs, and horses for anybody that needs that information. Um, that doesn't mean that a little bit of that lavender oil will kill them or make them sick, but prolonged usage over time and, you know, constant um, exposure to it could cause some, some pretty major health issues. You can find some information on that all over the internet. Just type in lavender and cats, lavender and dogs. Is lavender safe for my animal? Um, and you're going to see a whole mess of information regarding that. For me, it's better safe than sorry. I understand that there's a lot of, you know, witchy stuff that is going around where lavender is the big, huge, cool thing. Um, I'd I'd rather not harm my, my sweet little baby. As mentioned earlier, poultices are probably the easiest to make out of all three, especially with modern technology. Um, and you shouldn't be afraid to use modern technology like a food processor to render your ingredients to where they need to be. Um, mortars and pestles were modern technology at one time too, so their primitive status doesn't make them more magical than anything else. I find it a little weird that a lot of us are so anti-modern technology when applying it to to our magical workings whenever it comes to things like food processors and whisks like the the immersion blenders um all those fun things that we we want to you know use the old viking or celtic or whatever way whenever we're using a stove without issue or we're keeping our grimoires on our computers and we're using lighters and matches which are pretty pretty new technology to to light our candles and there's there's so many things that we're kind of mismatching and saying this is sacred and this is not due to you know the the modern twist on things use whatever you want guys i mean if it if it makes it easier on you we're all very busy with our lives um if it could make anything quicker for you because you need it right now or you need it before a certain time do it 
you know, the, the divine energies are not going to look down on you and be like, Oh, that plugged into a wall. You're not allowed to do that. Absolutely not. Um, I've been using modern technology in my craft for quite a few years. And I, I can't tell you that whether I use a mortar and pestle or whether I use a, a food processor changes the outcome of my magic. It doesn't intent matters more. Make sure you have the correct ingredients how you get your ingredients to the state that they are is not going to matter. Don't tell other people that either. Don't tell other people that they're not valid because they're using modern technology. I I know that I often talk about gatekeeping in this podcast, um, but it needs to be said almost every single time. If you feel like you have to do things a certain way, that doesn't mean that other people have to do them the same way that you do. So yeah, just do your own craft do your own stuff. Don't make other people do it the way you do. I do have some links to get anyone listening and started on making their own from scratch teas, tinctures, and poultices that I will be putting up on social media once this episode airs. So if you are looking for more information on how to get started on that, you can definitely check it out. If I were to sit here and record all the different tea recipes, I would not stop talking until probably four years from now. The possibilities are endless. While I do love to talk, I don't like talking that much. So I can definitely help anybody listening in with a launching point to to get everything started and to get you set on your research. So yeah, I will definitely get that out to you. I want to thank all of you listening in today for being so patient with the late release of this episode. Um, I also want to thank Microsoft Windows for their wonderful update on my PC that wiped all of the work that I've been doing for the last few days. Um, I do want to apologize for not uploading last week as well. I was just getting over the illness and I am completely up to snuff and right as rain now. So thank you all for your healing energy, your good vibes, the well wishes that I got in my inboxes. You are all absolutely amazing. I am so very blessed. I do want to remind everyone about the group that we have. You can check us out on Facebook at Wayward Witch Podcast. And there will be a button on there that says group. And you'll see the witch's broom. You're more than welcome to join us. Um, I've been a little busy, haven't posted much, but with whatever, with what little community we have, it's absolutely wonderful. Lots of back and forth going on. Um, lots of memes. I'm a big fan of the, the dank memes. So <laughs> there's, there's that. Um, in, in bigger news, and I struggle with, with coming out and talking about this, is um, I am getting a Patreon in the works. I do want to remind everybody listening in that Wayward Witch will continue to be ad-free. I know that nobody wants to listen to ads in the middle or the beginning or the end of their podcast, but it does take a lot of time and resources and a lot of work to bring this to you every week. And if technology weren't a factor, I would do it for free all day, every day. But unfortunately, 
with the degradation of technology over time, um, it does become a, a financial thing. <laughs> so while I'm not saying that it'll be a Patreon-only podcast by any means, there will be a Patreon for donations if you do want to donate. If you don't, I'll love you anyway. You know that. I'll just probably cry for every donation that I get because I'm a sweet little emotional potato. So once that does become live, I'll plug it. You know, it'll probably be a little 10 second snippet of, you know, hey, if you want my Patreon, here it is and let it be. So I just wanted to warn you guys ahead of time, let you know that that will be a thing at at the end of the podcast. Uh, I'll make sure that it's towards the end, the very end. So you can skip if you so choose. You know, I I understand. I don't like listening to ads either. So um, thank you again for for listening and for being patient, for interacting. Um, A lot of you do reach out. And I know every single one of you that does reach out. I tell you, I love you. And I truly do mean it. It doesn't mean that I want to be in a relationship with you. So some of the photos are kind of weird, but thank you nonetheless. <laughs> uh, and as always, witchlings, never forget, be kind, be brave, be unstoppable. I'll see you next time.